Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Divine Love. I am grateful to be sitting here recording. Grateful that I get a chance to share with you some of the things that I've been learning. I sincerely hope that there will be medicine for you within this episode. Today we will be celebrating another tree on the Celtic tree calendar, the holly tree. I'm sure many of you are aware and familiar with this kind of tree. The holly tree has green spiny leaves with red berries and is most commonly seen around Christmas time. And there are different types of stories surrounding the holly tree. One of which is that it was the holly tree that made up Christ's thorn crown that he wore on the cross. Another one of which I thought was really sweet that Harry Potter's wand is made out of holly. And this is because holly is a tree that emanates an energy of, as I said, protection. And it helps along, that protection helps along spiritual quests. The holly tree is very devoted to truth and speaking one's truth from a place of consideration, balance, and fairness. Again, that kind of underlines the spiritual guide that this tree can be because the holly does offer protection, boundary, wards off anything that will distort what's in front of us. So the holly tree can bring clarity of thought, clarity of mind in order for us to communicate the truth. So this is a very powerful tree. As you know, many of us have to grapple with what truth is in our daily life. At least I feel like I am often struggling with truth. And the holly asks us to step into that kind of uncomfortable space where we have to be honest. Um, You know, not just with others, but with ourselves, which is the hardest part, right? So this is the tree that we are celebrating. This is the tree that we are happy to hold in our company today. And this tree <laughs> has two, two guides for us today. One of the totems of the holly tree are the swans or their lover's card in the tarot. And it so happened that I have a deck and one of the cards has this beautiful swan on it and it's called the lover card so I thought that was kind of serendipitous and if you think about the lovers this is an archetype of the heart uh, the senses of the self and the other coming into a union there is imagery in the yin and yang of that of these two parts that come together to make a whole and this is once again a very powerful practice we can begin to see life through as we live our day-to-day where we begin to see that seemingly opposing sides are made up of the same whole and what does it mean to be able to love both sides and we see this in a relationship to ourselves as we consider our light and our dark, the parts of us that we put more on display and the parts of us that we hide away a little bit more. This card is very powerful, especially because we are in 2022, which is a lover's year. And on May 20th, we'll be moving into the sign of Gemini. The sun will be moving into Gemini at 9.23 p.m. on May 20th. So very lovers. Gemini is ruled by the twins, right? This is a time to consider the duality within ourselves, the duality within our 
perceptions within the society around us where we see opposing forces and being asked to consider the relationship between the two. So this is like deep, deep work. If you begin to practice loving the other in yourself, you will find yourself in so many other people. It's pretty incredible. And that is one of the medicines of Holly is that we are actually asked to see others in us and ourselves in others. It's it's this way where we're no longer looking from a place of um, projection and projecting things out onto others, realizing that we are mirrors for each other. And so whatever you see reflected outside of you is also inside of you. These are kind of big, they can be kind of trippy uh, ideas, but uh, once again, if you practice them on a very small scale on an everyday basis, you'll find big change in how you perceive yourself and others. So this is the lover's card energy that we're working with. The lover archetype has come in to teach us a thing or two about love. And on the opposite side, <laughs> sorry, I have to giggle. We have a, a goddess that has asked, requested to be among us today. And this is the Norse goddess of the underworld, Hell, spelt with one L. And when I was flipping through my Dark Goddess Tarot deck, seeking out a goddess that would work with us for this holly tree ceremony, I was just immediately drawn to the appearance of hell because this goddess has said to have one half of her body be dead and the other living. So she is an embodiment of the duality. Part of the reason why I wanted her here with us was to help us be honest about the duality within ourselves, be honest about, you know, who we are and not be ashamed of it. Something that I really found resonated with me from Hell's story is that Hell is actually sent away by the gods because they are too mortified to look at her. And this is part of the reason why I felt it was important to have her here today because we are talking about not just our light but our dark in this episode. And that has been such an important theme for me on my spiritual quest right now is, is being honest about the darkness in me and, and even understanding what that means. So hell represents those things that we don't really want to admit or the things we don't really want to look at. Something that I read in the guidebook that I have was that the way that hell is seen, kind of like I've talked about before about death, depending on what the culture says about the afterlife or death or even hell, you'll either see hell as a place of refuge where you go to, to rest after you die or as a place of torture where you, you know, go because you've been judged poorly and you end up there. But hell is said to embrace all of those in their fullness because she sees all. She sees the dark and she sees the light. And there is a place not only for others, but for herself here. The one place where she can be who she is. Saw judgment. So this is why I felt like she was a powerful goddess. Hell asks us to be willing to see who we are. So <laughs> this is kind of the work we are being invited along. It almost feels like it's the work that must be done right now on an individual level. And I really hope that you take your time with this work. Take your time in meeting yourself and staying with yourself. Yeah, it's just not easy. It's not easy to see the parts of ourselves that we've hidden from for so long. 
It can be scary. Now that we've done a little bit of an introduction, I want to do a tarot pull for us. As I consider the medicine that Holly brings, which is the ability to hold duality, the ability to appreciate the tension of the opposites, to see the intimacy between the two as well as the uniqueness of the both. As I consider what it means to be a lover and to even say the words, I love you, we come here with this tarot deck and with all of this in mind, and we ask how we are being called to love in our communities on a collective scale. So when I say collective, I mean the power of collective energy. When we all do some of the work, it makes a great great change how we are being called to love in our communities wow we have card 20 in reverse this is the ju judgment card. I think it's interesting because judgment is ruled by Pluto, I believe. And we have a full moon in Scorpio coming up. And the Roman equivalent of the goddess, the Norse goddess Hell is Pluto. So there is already some synchronicity here. <sighs> mm. The image is of the tops of trumpets. And you see that within the spout of the trumpet, there is a, a person inside with covered over with this veil. And it looks like in the background there, the trumpets have been blown. And so the veil is being blown open and the human within, within the inside is able to come out. Once again, we have such a challenging task ahead of us because when we consider the way we judge in our lives, if we give that some thought and we practice love in our lives and even consider love as opposed to judgment, it's, it's a big shift. It's a big shift. Every time you go to judge yourself, you love yourself, that's a, that's a big, big shift. And I see that. I see that in this card that there is a sense of breaking free, a sense of awakening, of, of rising. I even get a sense of spotlight. There's something about accepting ourselves, a deep acceptance, a, a deep root of acceptance. And that when we wake up from the judgment we have towards ourselves, the world changes. We look around and the world looks different because there's been a shift in our consciousness. And our collective demands that we wake up and 
work on the relationships we have with our personal selves and work on the relationships that we have with others because it's necessary because we need it right now in order to to break free from certain things and the judgment card comes right before the world card the the last step of the fool's journey in the major arcana so there's big energy here very very big you could think of the card 20 as the tens and the minors but doubles <laughs> so it's fullness it's a fullness and we, as i said we have a full moon eclipse happening may 16th the full moon will happen at 12 14 a.m so big closure type of energy really really big i'm finding it actually difficult in some ways to record this because i feel the largeness of all that we are being invited into and it is really a sense of a um, new dynamics you know almost like having fresh eyes because when we change something shifts inside of us it's it's as if we're physically shifting somehow because the way that we look at things no longer looks the same and the way that we feel no longer feels the same and so there's definitely something that we are releasing and we are breaking into you could think of coming out of the womb you know we have been in this womb for nine months and now we are going to be birthed through the vaginal canal coming out <laughs> and we are being pushed out into the world definitely new life it could have something to do with new spiritual life because the holly does have to do with spiritual quests so perhaps you are undergoing a little bit of a transformation in your spiritual life it can be on any different plane there's just new birth I know that this is reversed, but I, I, I'm getting the sense that there's just a lot of fear around this. There's just a little bit of fear about choosing life, about being born, about releasing things, letting things go, shifting. There's a little bit of uncertainty. I get that there's just nervousness. There's nervousness. I definitely feel that in my own body. I guess I just want to say, remember to love yourself when things are hard, not just when things are easy. So take that and put that in your back pocket for the sun in Gemini and the full moon in Scorpio energies. <laughs> just love yourself when it's the hardest, not just when it's easy. All right. So this is how we're being called to love in our communities is to love yourself, love me love yourself, love me. Again, that, that lover energy. We're waking up, we're being asked to let go of the things that we know keep us from that, but also not beat ourselves up for having a hard time letting go. So there's, there's both, right? Because you don't want to be like, oh yes, I'm just, I should always choose love. And if I don't choose love, I should hate myself because that doesn't make any sense. Choose to love yourself even when you hate yourself. If there's a space that you can find within your heart for you to open to yourself a little bit, that is powerful. That is powerful. So just notice when you're kind of being hard on yourself and open, breathe. Breathe, 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 breathe. You don't even have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change your mind. Nothing. Just breathe. And breathing is a wonderful way to center. So I just encourage all of you to continue moving the air that is in your chest um, and channeling it down further into your belly. And if you can do it even further down towards your root chakra, then I encourage you to work on your pranayama and that's a beautiful thing to do during full moon eclipses so sorry pranayama for those of you who don't know means breath work i apologize i am learning i'm learning more on the, the yogic path so i'm starting to use the sanskrit words for practice <laughs> all right so these are the ways we're being asked to love in our community
on the theme of releasing, if I think about releasing in order to really experience the fullness of this full moon without anything weighing us down, we will ask what is ready to be let go of at this time. Wow. Wow. I already feel a pull just looking at this card. We got another major. <laughs> we got the three. This is just goes to show you how spiralic life is. Nothing ever moves in a linear fashion. We went from 20 to three in the major. So, mm, mm, the empress, the empress. We have a woman that's standing in a, in a pond and she's got this beautiful blanket that looks almost quilted over her shoulders and it's the green is all around her and she's looking directly at the camera and she just has this yellow and pink aura. There's definitely a lot here to do with the heart chakra. I'm going to speak to a few more chakras actually. I think I may see all the chakras here. I'm just looking at the colors of this woman's robe she's wearing and I see all the different colors of the chakras. So there's definitely something about energy here, aura, what it is that we radiate. I, I see the Empress kind of as there are things within this card that we are being asked to embrace and through embracing aspects of this energy, we also release certain aspects. So there is certainly something about being receptive because she is in this pond space. She's receiving soothing energy from the water as well as from the green forest around her and the sun up above the gentle sun. It looks kind of like um, maybe early, early morning when the sun is not as hot. So there is a quiet receptivity. And I think that has something to do with the fact that this card is ruled by Venus. And Venus is a goddess of art and pleasure. When you look at art and you receive an energy from the painting or your husband kisses you softly on the back of your neck and your skin, you know, the largest organ on your body receives that touch. There is a sensitivity about being in this receptive space and I think about the womb space imagine how vulnerable it is to be a child in the womb so vulnerable nothing that you can really control everything you're being fed is being fed to you you are being nourished and there is not very much you can do to control that and you can't control what happens to the to the the female body that carries you. So there is definitely a vulnerability within this kind of space. The, the womb space, I keep saying womb space because she's standing in water and that resonates with me right now, but it's, it's also just about what it feels like to have a soft breeze on your face. And there is that receiving of sensation of pleasure. When I go back to the question, what is ready to be let go of? And I see this Empress card. I don't feel like we're being asked to let go of pleasure. Quite the opposite. There's something about this card showing up that poses a challenge right? We were looking at the judgment. If we let go of, 
of that, we more naturally flow into that receptive space of the Empress. The Empress is what unites the, the one and the two, the self and the other. Imagine, imagine the officiant at a wedding for example, is uniting the one and the other in union. And so the the energy of three is very powerful in that. I think there's definitely something about letting go of being alone and and feeling alone and believing that you're alone. When we think those things not only does you know it make us feel lonely we also forget that our living and our dying impacts the circle impacts the circle that we are on so we had how are we being invited to love in our communities judgment in reverse what is ready to be let go of the empress hmm. the last question will be where might i open to receive as we have the the empress card here it's almost as if she's showing up saying love yourself so where are we being invited to open at this time or to receive, to receive the love, the pleasure? We have the seven of swords in reverse. I see ownership, hoarding, not sharing. Hmm. There is a hand that comes out from the darkness and grabs for five swords. There really is something here about sharing. Mm. Sharing our experiences with others. our painful experiences because this person is holding on to the blades of these sharp knives and I can just imagine the pain and from one angle it can look like this mysterious you know hand coming up from the abyss and taking down five swords and yet from another perspective it's almost can be seen like this hand coming up from the abyss and placing five swords in this lighter corner where we see two other swords that are, that are sitting there. I see a real sense of relationship here. The, the moments when we choose to open up to somebody else and share information that maybe we've never trusted anyone with before. And the moment when we hide things because we're afraid or... Um, we lie or we steal. As I have been learning some of the yogic practices, the two yamas, the two moral obligations or dynamics and relationships that we have in, with others that I'm learning about are non-stealing and non-hoarding as well as non-harming in relationship with others. Um, and when I think about the things that we hide from each other, I see both the pain in it as well as the The understanding. I understand what 
uh, it feels like to hide parts of yourself from others or even from yourself because you're afraid or to lie or to steal. Um, and I don't necessarily just mean stealing physical things, material things, um, you know, information sometimes, you know, I think about just, I, I really think about dynamics here and relationship dynamics. I was listening to a podcast um, by the Be Here Now Foundation, one of Ram Dass's talks, and he spoke about that when we we recognize that you know at one point in our relationship with a lover that when we hide from them or lie to them we actually distance ourselves from our beloved and that was very poignant for me because I you know Holly the celebration of Holly really asks us to pay attention to our relationships not only to the one the one with ourselves, but the one with others because there's not just us there's not just us as I talked about with the Empress card about feeling alone there's not just us there's definitely something here about opening up within community um, and of course you have your boundaries you have you have your your red berries like the hollies you know the red berry of the holly is said to be poisonous we have we have our our learning curve you know i think relationships they're never perfect um they always require deeper and deeper understanding um deeper and deeper commitment and I, with the Seven of Swords showing up as where we're being invited to just open, to receive, is um, in places where, in relationships where we've practiced being safe about opening up and we've practiced about being safe about sharing. There's something about when you're, when you are ready to share something, um, as well as when you're ready to be accountable for something. The Seven of Swords is really just freaking to relationship dynamics for me and our commitment to our friends and our families and our partners and different communities we might be a part of. So I'm going to look over our spread just one last time to, to tie it all together. For where are you being invited to love in our community pulled the judgment card in reverse moments where you tend to judge consider walking down the garden of love <laughs> that sounds kind of cheesy but um, finding a little bit of spaciousness finding the ability to break free again this judgment card showing up is very powerful energy so continue to belly breathe for what is ready to be let go of. We had the Empress, three in the major arcana, and I really got the sense of letting go of the idea that we're alone, um, leaning in more into the interconnectedness of everything, of life and death, of all the opposites you've ever seen in your life, um, recognizing the wholeness of it all, um, the uniqueness of each part, and that your living and dying, as I said, affects the circle, and your the way you speak to yourself affects the circle, and these are just places where we're being asked to be loyal, even more loyal to ourselves in moments of difficulty, to stay with ourselves in the tension, and if we can find the space to relax with ourselves in the in the transformation in the um, more painful times opening up our bodies a little bit more if you find there's tension in the body um, 
putting your hand there, breathing, breathing, breathing. As I said, pranayama, breath work. Consider your breath, especially as we move into Gemini, which is a mutable air sign. Consider how you communicate, which moves us into where we're being open to receive at this time, where we are opening to receive the Seven of Swords, um, swords being an air sign and being about our words and communication. Um, yeah, there's something about our tongues here and how we use our tongue um, in our relationships and the tools that we use, um, the words that we use, the resonance of the words we use, the tone of our voice. These are all influencing factors in relationship dynamics, how we talk to people. Um, perhaps there are conversations that our partner has boundaries around and we can't seem to, we always want to talk about it or those are kind of practical things. Just consider, um, you know, where you have hurt others even and hurt yourself. I think it's an important practice to remember that we do well, I don't want to call it an important practice, but it's just important to remember that everyone hurts people. And none of us are, are going to get away from that. No one is exempt from that. And it's considering the harm. As I said, in the yogic path, uh, non-harming is ahimsa in, in Sanskrit. So consider um, how you're talking to yourself. Um, how you're treating your body, uh, the way you think about what's important to you. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see a lot of mindfulness here and also a lot of, I, as I said, ownership at one point, there's an owning up, there's an owning up and potentially having to sit with some pretty uncomfortable feelings. Oh boy. So let's have fun with that. I've decided I want to pull one more card from the mystical shaman oracle that I have. A message. A message. From our guides. From the lovers. It's just a message for us as we are being asked to raise. I, I don't know if the word is raise so much as shift our consciousness. Shift the way that we understand things shift the way that we see things in order to birth new kinds of dynamics and relationships. Oh, we have the serpent. This is very interesting because one of the Norse goddesses, um, the, the goddess Hel, one of her siblings is a serpent. Uh, one of her siblings is a serpent and one of her siblings is a wolf. And we have the serpent card in reverse here. And it's very interesting because there are two serpents um, coiled up. We have a serpent head at the either end. So there, there we go again with the duality. Uh, there is lots of symbolism of duality in this card. Um, there also seems to be some type of wings in the middle. So there's definitely something about transformation, transformation of spirit here, of energy even, because the snake has its own uh, resonance as, as an animal. And then we have these wings that are, are beginning to kind of sprout in the middle of the center of these two snakes. So there's certainly something about transformation here. And I think I almost forgot to note that the serpent is a very, sim like has, has a lot of lore around it. And I think specifically of the serpent in the Garden of Eden. 
I think about the fact that um, to the goddesses, uh, to certain goddesses, the serpent has been a wise guide. Uh, it's a symbol of their their knowing and their wisdom. And I also think about the male genitalia. <laughs> so there's a lot here to this serpent card. Um, I'm going to look in the guidebook to give us a little bit more insight into the serpent. I also recognize that there's lots of green and yellows in this card. So we're getting the heart chakra again, as well as um, kind of the, the solar plexus chakra. There's a lot of green, green in this card. For sure, something to do with life. So, the essence of the serpent. The serpent is the life force of Mother Earth. The coiled serpent of the Kundalini, there you go again with the chakras, brings passion, healing, and renewal. She offers us the fruit of the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden and reminds us to shed the past the way she sheds her tired old skin. Mmm, shedding the past. Serpent comes to offer you the forbidden fruit that will set your passion and creativity free. Whoa, very interesting. The medicine of the serpent. When you shed the past gracefully, life will not strip it away with great drama. Indeed, that is something you want to avoid. Do not use your energies to deduce to seduce others or allow yourself to be seduced, even by your own ideas. Hmm, that's interesting because I know that the the serpent is been used in type of like hip hypnotic kind of performances, right? With the basket and the serpent coming out and and moving to the music of a a flute of some sort. Very interesting because again we're in a full moon, so there is some shedding, and I've been talking a lot about uh, birthing and wombs and there's uh, stripping away like old life coming into new life. So these are some really big themes that you're being invited to pay attention to, to work with, uh, to be aware of that could help you and support you during transitions of any kind. It says here that the, the that the serpent comes to offer you forbidden fruit. And again, I think about Venus uh, attached to the Empress card, that fruit, um, fruit also get, again, being a symbol of genitalia. <laughs> and I think about the lovers and that lovers, there can be lovers on a spiritual level. And then there's that, that intimate physical relationship of the lovers again, where the two come together and yet are, they bring their own unique separate entities. I, I want to underline that one more time. When you shed the past gracefully, life will not strip it away with great drama. I think about breathing. I think about breathing through contraction. I think about releasing, literally relaxing the body. I, I look back at this Empress card and I'm reminded that some women give births in water baths and that idea of the water helps you relax and remain buoyant in order to allow the birth to be a little bit more easeful. And I don't want to say easy because it's not, but uh, perhaps it's more fluid and supported by the buoyancy of the water. So yeah, look out for look out for the serpent. Look out for the serpent in in in, in symbolism. All right. This has been an interesting spread. There is a lot here. I might go over the kind of the main the main words that have come up for us. We have love instead of judgment, 
love yourself when it's hard, not only when it's easy. Be honest. Be honest with yourself about the things you feel. Um, You know, we really want to connect in with the heart because I see a lot of green here and because the holly's leaves are very rich green and we have the the red the red which is actually associated with the heart the red organ but also the the sacral chakra so that's that's the womb space there's a lot here there's certainly a lot here so consider your relationships consider um the relationship you have with yourself how honest you're being with yourself if you are speaking the truth to yourself and making space becoming receptive to the love around you and the love within you i'm going to do a little bit of drumming for us to kind of let all of this settle i have my drum here and i've i've actually decided that i I'll lead you on a bit of a journey here, my drum. If you feel available to do a short journey, then just sit down and get comfortable. (laughs) And if you're not available for that, then uh, come back to it another time. But we're going to do just a bit of a journey. I invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to either sit or stand. If you feel like moving, you can move and kind of allow allow yourself to enter into this type of dream world what it feels like to be in a dream go with the flow of whatever comes up as i drum that's just a little bit of advice i would give to you as someone that has struggled with doing journeys in the past relax you can even take a second to breathe You can feel your feet on the ground. Feel your your breath go down into your belly. And if ever you feel overwhelmed or distracted, come back to your breath to that pranayama, to the, to the prana. Imagine you're standing at the edge of the water The water's waves like a threshold into another world. I want you to take take this moment to imagine the water parting. What do you see? The water is a curtain. A symbol of the veil to the unconscious realm. What do you see? Although we may fear what lies beneath the waves, but not beneath the surface, There is so much mystery and beauty within the water. Take this time to reconnect with a part you have buried deep below the surface. Picture this part. And in your way, integrate this into your being you may swallow it you may take its hand you may embrace it 
and you find that as you swim up to the surface of the water, you have brought back with you a precious pearl. A part of you that longed to be reborn. Take time to sit with this part on the shore, however you'd like. Imagine the sun shining down on your face. As I drum faster, come back to your body, come back to your feet, come back to your breath, and when you're ready, slowly move your shoulders, roll your shoulders, your neck, and when you're ready, come back to the room you're sitting in. I encourage you to write down the experiences of your journey in a journal or on a piece of paper because we are accessing parts of the unconscious, the subconscious mind when we do journeys. Um, and it's there are some things that aren't going to make sense to the linear thinking. Uh, don't be worried about that. Just write it out like you would write a dream even um, and, and just sit with the experience allow whatever you are feeling to be there and remember to breathe namaste to all of you